ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. We're awfully glad that you took some time out of your day to just kick back, relax with us, open your mind, and explore some new possibilities on the act of communication. I'm Stacey Johnston, so honored to be here with you, and equally as honored to always to sit with my co-host, Kathy Holland. How are you today? I am doing great. Looking forward to the conversation. I always enjoy these. How about you? I really love the enlightenment that they give me. You know, I mean, I work for Enlighten Up. I work as a coach and a trainer. So I think it really broadens my concept of communication and how important it is to be clear sometimes with people on your perception and where you're coming at with a specific word or specific topic so that that communication goes smooth. How about you? What do you gain from this? I just really enjoy the different perspectives. Like I say it all the time, I appreciate the the different side that it brings to my life. Hmm. I appreciate the, yeah. the difference of opinion. So. Hmm. That's fun. All right, let's bring the show on the road today. Excuse me? Oh, I said looking forward to another one today. Very cool. Well, let's bring our guest in. We have a, a lady returning with us. Um, today, she was kind enough to join us on our Uncaped Heroes podcast, and we had a really great conversation the first time. So without further ado, um, let's bring in Ms. Karen Loftus. How are you today? I am well. Thank you for having me back. You're so welcome. So tell me something. What intrigued you about this? What made you say yes and come back? You know, I love the idea that um, there are there are words that intrigue you guys enough that you want to ask your guests about and get our perspectives. And exactly what you just said a few minutes ago, that it's enlightening, right? It opens your mind. And as much as that opens your mind, it does the same for me because um, as, as a person who facilitates change and has conversation dialogue with people, um, I never know what to expect. And so I like the fact that um, I'm sort of on the edge of my seat, not knowing exactly what's going to happen. All right. Well, well let's, let's end the suspense for you. Today we're going to talk about the word listen. So Great when you, choice. The, when, you, when you hear the word listen, tell me what, what is that for you? You know, this is a really interesting word choice that you have selected because the listen hits really, really close home to me because I have a congenital hearing loss. I wear hearing aids in both ears. I have had two surgeries, um, and my hearing's not going to get any better. It's just going to continue to get worse. And so I have found that in my world, personal and professional, I have to listen very, very carefully because it's my way of really making sure of a whole lot of things, (laughs) aside from the fact that I really hear the right thing, right, so that I can be responding in an authentic, true way, but that because I'm always never 100% certain I'm hearing the right thing, I have to really focus. So 
listen to me means focus. I mean, at its core, because I literally physically have to, or I cannot continue a conversation. Wow. You know, yeah. I'm going to just start with, I'm going to start by saying wow, because I just, I love the way God works stuff out. What, you know, we don't choose these words either. <clears throat> we were 11 o'clock last night picking our list and sending out emails. And we didn't sort out which word for who until about 10 minutes before we start. And so I love the fact, I mean, what a beautiful perspective on listen. Mm, I love that. That's beautiful. Kathy, how about you? When you hear listen, what do you think? I think listening is one of the steps in communication that gets overlooked, right? Because you can you can hear noise all day, right? You can hear, you know, the busy, the the, the drama, the gossip, the whatever it is. But what you choose to actually focus on, like you said, and really listen to is what has the most impact on your daily life, you know. And so many people, I think, feel heard but not not like they're being listened to, right? They're, they're, they're white noise in someone else's story. So I think the difference between those two is where people's frustration comes in. Because you know, people mm-hmm. say, oh, I heard you. But did you hear me? Or did you actually hear what I needed? Did you hear the emotions and the, the the truth behind what was coming out of my mouth? Or did you just hear my voice? Mm-hmm. Or through the filter of your own perception, right? You hear the word, exactly. but you you have your own take on it, and so that's the direction you go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. What about you, Stacey? There's so much truth in that statement right there right, for all of us. You know, I think when I hear the word listen, I, like you, I think I, I distinguish bet- the difference between white noise and what I hear. You know, one of the things I ask when I, when I start my day is let the things that I hear, you, you can't control what you hear in a day, right? You can't control the sounds or the voices or the comments or the words or the white noise, the chatter, but you do get control on which of those you give energy to. Mm-hmm. Right? And so <clears throat> I think you, I, sometimes I think listening is a choice, right? What do you choose to hear? <clears throat> what do you choose to listen to? I spent some, some years in the behavioral health field, and, and I, I learned very quickly the difference between listening to somebody and hearing what they were saying and learning to hear what's not being said. I think listening is a skill. Well, we all hear, but I think if there's a skill involved in the art of listening that you actually focus on what's being said, there's, a, there's an art of interview to be able to repeat what someone has said and bring it back to them to confirm it. And so it's a, it's a skill. It's not something that we do. I think, we're not, I think we're not real good listeners until we learn how to be really good listeners. You know, I think there's another layer to it for me as well, if I might. Um, And that is that listening to me, 
it doesn't necessarily come easily, right? I mean, it, a lot of things don't come easily for people, but because I have to really pay attention, I'm also very much aware of the perception that um, I have on others speaking with me because yeah. I don't necessarily share about my hearing loss. It's just part of who I am. But part of not listening, sometimes people draw references to, oh, they're lazy, they're ignorant, they're not, you know, they're not interested in me. They, and they put all these negative things on. I feel like they're sometimes putting those things on me at times when I literally physically did not hear them. So for somebody who wears a hearing aid, if you are behind me and talking, I cannot hear you because my hearing aids are designed to hear forward, right? Mm, and right. so if somebody is talking to me and I physically literally cannot hear them, you know, sometimes they raise their voice. Sometimes they sound angry. Sometimes after they have to repeat it the second time, they think, who is she, right? You know, and so for those of us who have this kind of impairment and for those that we love that know us well enough, they have to change their behavior. Every day of their life, they have to change their behavior because of me. And so that is um, because they recognize that's what I need. And um, so many times people have no interest, let alone, you know, ability to change behavior because of somebody else. And that's a choice they can make. And that is one that I'm very grateful for because they don't have to do that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it, I guess going back to the whole concept of listening is two people or two or more people, right? And so mm -hmm. listening is an act of engaging with somebody and you never know where that's going to go. Right. Right, I agree. So let's take this in a little different trip, this listen word. Um, as a parent, as a coach, as a trainer, as a, a person out there that endears other people, how do you engage? How do you model listening? I mean, look at our children. Let's, let's try this. Who's, how do you engage, Kathy? How do you model listening to a world full of small children? So I have found in my personal situation that a lot of times the things that kids need to say come out in the things that they do, right? It's the things that are, it's the actions, right? The things that are seen and not heard because Take my middle daughter, for example. She has, she is on the spectrum. And she has very different ways of describing what she needs. So she will say, 
She asked me the other day if I had anything that she could chew with her fingers. <laughs> and to the um, the outside, that seems like a, an extremely odd request. But what she needed was something that she could rub with her fingers that had the texture that she needed to soothe herself because she was overstimulated. Hmm. So it was not necessarily in how she said it, but me knowing what she needs and being able to hear that without her saying it is is the best way I can describe how to model that to my children. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's, that's really, wow, that was a really great observation. Um, and one, uh, I tell you, that, that was really good. Um, so, you know, I think with, with um, if I'm facilitating a group um, of people and I am talking to them and the question is, if I'm not talking at them. I'm talking with them, right? And so some of it is building in an open-ended questions to engage them, right? And so part of that is their ability or interest in responding and what I then do with that. Do I then bring loop in another person to now have a three-way conversation? Do I ask more open-ended questions to people to ask how they feel about whatever was said? Um, and so it's, I, I tend to ask questions. And I guess the thing that's, that I view about that is that you have to be okay with not knowing because it's, it's oftentimes my job not to know the answer my job is to ask the question of the people who know the answer or we're trying to pull the answer out and create something new. And so um, sometimes people don't like to admit they don't know, right? Um, mm -hmm. But that's kind of inherently part of what I do. That's the beauty of it. Mm, I agree. You know, one of the, one of the things I like the most sometimes about this the industry right the the coaching the connection with people is being able to hear through their body language through their eye contact through the words that they use how to hear what they're not saying and ask those questions right and I think that's a that's an art I think within when you get into the coaching industry I think that is what makes a good coach or makes a good listener is someone that can hear what you're not saying and go but here's what I heard you not say. And be able to and be able to pull those out, um, Kathy. I love your reference to to your daughter and how you knew what she needed, and so how she said it didn't really matter because you knew you, because you listened to her, right? You listened to her need and you recognized that. And I think that's such a beautiful skill as a parent. You know, we we talked more than once about how difficult it seemed to have been for so many parents to be home with their children and be are actually around their families that 40 hours a week when they would have been somewhere different and how they had learned over time to, to hear each other but not really listen. Parents didn't know their kids. Spouses didn't know each other. Families didn't know each other. And uh, what a beautiful opportunity the last couple of years to learn to listen. Right? 
Everybody so, had to learn to listen from a different place because there was there was a lot of fear. Yeah, there was a lot of fear. There was a lot, was of, a lot of from a lot of different directions. So, right, a lot of chatter and a lot of silence at the same time. Hmm. How confusing! How about you, Karen? You know, I I think about school a lot and how our educators and our children have had to literally flip on a dime as far as how how their world is for the, all those hours that they're in a classroom and whether that be the parent that's homeschooling or the child who is going to school remotely or the educator who's trying to literally shift their entire way of teaching to an online environment, it's very challenging because depending on a lot of things, you may or you may not really even be able to see those um, those things that aren't being said, right? Mm-hmm. Um, here in Arizona, we have a, um, a very remote group of um, of Native American tribes throughout the state, and they're very small, very remote, and uh, many of them do not have the technology to even have remote learning. So how does that work? How do our teachers in these small, small towns, um, how do they get to their children? How are the children learning? And um, what is that local community doing to help that case? It's a really sad commentary in a lot of ways, but it's the role of the teacher. That's what, right? I mean, your job is to teach, and and they come up with all kinds of solutions to make that happen. They do. They do. There's something about that ability to see so you can hear better. You know, crazy how those senses work together. Yeah, crazy how they work together. Kathy, how do you think... If you're going to teach somebody, right? You, you, you got it. You got this client. You got this person in your life, and you can you can tell that their head is so full of all the chatter they don't even know what to listen to anymore. They don't know what they're hearing. How do you help sort that out for somebody? How do you teach somebody to to listen to their their own drummer? I think you have to look at it from the perspective and see, you know, you can help them look at it from perspective as priority, right? What are the things that you need to hear? What are the things that would make you sad? What are the things that we, you know, it's a process of emotions to get through the chatter. Which is hard for some people because then they have to stick with emotions and they don't like that. But sitting with emotions is hard, right? Yeah. So so what's the skill in listening to yourself? How often is it easier to listen to what this guy has to say or this lady has to say or your spouse has to say or your kids than it is to listen to what's in your own head and heart? I think you have to remind yourself that no matter what breadcrumbs you're leaving in the world, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? So you have to maintain priority 
And the only way that you can feed yourself physically, spiritually, emotionally is to make yourself a priority. Right? Mm. How about you, Carrie? You know, making yourself a priority um, is so often not done, right? And I think some of that is um, we're not willing to, because you mentioned it early, Kathy, about all the stuff that's hitting us day in and day out and what we're choosing to listen to. And so it's no wonder that um, that the day gets by us. It's no wonder that, you know, it, it's 9 o'clock and we're at night and we're wondering, well, why haven't I gotten around to, you know, fill in the blank. Um, and some of it is, some of it I think boils down to choices. But um, I think also from a listening perspective that we have to listen from our own perspective as well as those who are around us to really hear what they need from us because it can't be all about us, right? <laughs> I mean, I think maybe we think it should be, but really we're in relationships. We're uh, working with people. We have family. And those kind of um, communications are really important to build into your, quote, priority. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. So how do you respond to someone that says, I just should have listened to that. I should have listened to my gut. I should have listened to my own instinct. And so then, then you get the guilt that comes in and you get the, you know, the self-judgment that comes in. Oh, I should have listened. How do, you, how do you turn that around for somebody and make that positive? Kathy? Every time in my experience that I have been in that situation and been like, oh, I should have listened to my gut, my next question is always, why? Why should I have listened to my gut, right? So the lesson that comes out of it is the redirection. How you, how you take that lesson forward, how you, how you move on from that. It's important. That, and that's the question, you know, how do you... How do you take that knowledge, right, and fail forward, uh, as you say, you know? Um, I think when, you know, when you're, face, when you're with someone and you're in a relationship with someone that makes a decision or makes a choice and they're confronted with that, ah, oh, should have listened, right? We, sometimes we are our own worst enemy. And we ask for blessings and direction and guidance and answers and then when they come they go ah that can't possibly be the answer it's got to be coming from me and so we just we shelve it waiting for this big thunder right this earthquake of of, there's your answer and we're not listening all along the way to the to the song we heard or the sobby sound or what our friend said or what we heard that day at the store that's the answer to the questions we've been asking and so I think sometimes we get so designed on listening, expecting the listen to sound like this, that we don't hear it. So I yeah. think we it just, yeah. So how about you, Karen? Well, I, I think that 
working alongside anyone and being respectful of what they're saying. You know, you I don't want to push back necessarily, but I think part of the question is, are they open to even here we are talking about listening, about hearing, about right. about about a suggestion, an alternative, something other than the way they did or said something. Um, and we're, we're all in, you know, we all made mistakes. I mean, we all, we all have bad days. We all, you know, uh, but from my perspective, every one of those is a learning opportunity. And so if I can learn something from the mistake, then my perception is that I won't experience it again, right? But if I just keep doing what I've been doing, I'm never going to get a different outcome. True. So I think it, I think it even comes down to being able to extend and allow other people to extend self-grace to themselves. I think that comes from it. We get so clouded by what we listen to and we don't trust ourselves. We couldn't listen into our heart and we couldn't listen into the answers. And uh, you, you've got to have some self-grace in that, right? And some forgiveness of your own self and your own path and the confusion that you come from. And, it, and uh, I don't listening is just such a, it's a big word. It's a lot bigger word than we go, hey, just listen. We, we act like it's a, have a piece of toast and just listen. But it's so much bigger than that. I love your perceptions. Ladies, I could keep having this conversation for a while, but we are at a time where we're going to have to close down uh, with respect to you, Karen, as our guest, and with respect to our audience and their, and their time. We would love for you to always remember that we're brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If we can serve you in some way, if you want to have a conversation with us, if you have a story to share, or you just need an ear, we're interested in what you have to say, so please reach out to us at herobuilder2020 at gmail.com. Uh, I'm going to say, Karen, thank you so much for your time today, for your willingness to return and, and have this conversation with us and, and sharing part of your journey. I'm, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for what you've added to this day. Mm. Kathy, how would you My like pleasure. to leave our audience? Mm, Karen, Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today with listen? I would like to leave with a challenge. Um, Listening is so much deeper than just hearing, right? There's, and it comes from so many sources. So if you are having an issue communicating with a certain person or accomplishing a certain step, sit back and think about whether you are hearing what's going on or you're actually listening because sometimes the universal sound is all you need. Beautiful. I, I always love your challenge. They're always with such depth and such heart. Thank you for sharing that with us today, Cassie, and thank you for, as well for your time and your wisdom. You are greatly appreciated in this. Karen, we would be honored if you would take the stage for us and close out our show. How would you like to leave the audience today with listen? You know, I love the fact, Cassie, that you added a challenge for people because I think with listening, there is always room for improvement. And so I would encourage you to move into whatever's next on your day and experience it perhaps in a little different light than you have the rest of your, your what's preceded today. And do something a little bit 
different that will allow you to be more engaged in a conversation with whomever that next person is and see what the learning is from you for doing that little thing differently, whatever that is, whether that's paying attention to the nonverbals, whether that is asking clarifying questions, whether that is just being open to having the conversation, whatever it is, do something a little different and figure out what you learned from it. And maybe then you'll repeat it again tomorrow.